podcast, Noise to Music, where we study relationships, use them as a springboard to taking the noise in our lives and turning it into music. I'm your host, Chaim Levy. This is episode four, entitled, Why We Choose to Believe Negativity. So we're going to discuss a few points. We're going to discuss why it is we choose to believe negative situations, negative accusations, or things that people might be saying to us in such an accepting way. We're going to be discussing the difference between proactive and reactive. We're going to also give a tip that might be able to guide us in a way to rewiring our brain towards having a stronger personality and being able to stand up to those particular predicaments. All right, let's get right along. So, first of all, first and foremost, we're going to present a Harvard psychologist by the name of L.J. Cozzolino. He spoke the following point. There's a character trait that we've adapted to survive, where we take qualities of a bad situation and we attribute it to ourselves, meaning we say everything is effectively our fault, this is all because of me, and there's a tremendous sense of guilt, which in the future podcasts we'll be talking about what's the Torah's view on dealing with guilt. Now the reason for this is, if we're personally responsible for the situation, then we feel we have control. Being our fault, something being our fault or our full responsibility is tremendously empowering. It's all because of me. It's not hopeless. So, for example, in a marriage, the spouse might not be happy with me or angry and so on and so forth. I'll say, hey, this is very natural and I have to change when really you know deep inside that it's nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with you, but yet you still fully embrace it. Why is that? Because if you embrace it, you could do something about it. It's my fault. It's like when you have a team and you're, you know, you want to win the game or you want to win color war back at camp and no one was doing anything, so you'll just take the full responsibility on yourself. Now it's my fault. I could do something about it. It's empowering for me. It, it actually we actually look for it. And, and look for the situation more so that we can be more in control and quote-unquote take this initiative to save the day. All right, it could be at work. It can be at, you know, in a dating situation where a person completely blames themselves because if you blame yourself, then it's your fault. It's all because of you. And that's something you could do something about. You don't want to accept effectively the reality that there's something, there's some type of bigger issue at large. Okay, now... What that does, as we said, is it causes a person to get into that state of mind where they're very accepting of negativity because they're trying to be kind of, it's almost like a false humility in a way where they're trying to be ultra good and and righteous and say that, well, if I accept it, uh, then it's my fault and I can do something about it and it's because of me. All right, There there, there are a few other points that also cause a person to accept accept negativity and turn them into beliefs for themselves. One of them is low self-esteem. What happens with low self-esteem? We've spoken a little bit about it and we're going to be continuing discussing self-esteem and how to build it and what it's composed of in future podcasts. For now, we'll work with the understanding that when a person has a low sense of self-esteem, effectively take it as if they're, you know, an open bucket that whatever gets thrown into them, whatever gets placed into them, they can hold. So if somebody places negativity, they're willingly accepting of it because they don't have a resistant. There's nothing there filling the void. There's nothing resisting it. 
Okay, and that's why healthy self-esteem from a Torah perspective, from a life perspective is so important, right? Being able to understand your consistency, your accomplishments, knowing that God loves you no matter what is such a key point because if those thoughts, if those beliefs, if those mindsets are not there, then anything can enter into the person's mind and then they could be filled in with negativity and, and, and so on and so forth, right? We know, for example, Moshe Rabbeinu, Moses, one of the most accomplished people in history, was also one of the most humble people in history. Why? Because humility doesn't have to do with not accepting your greatness. Humility has to do with accepting that, yes, I'm great, I accomplish, I do, I'm a wonderful person, but that comes from God. Okay, That's, we'll leave that for another podcast. In addition, another point and another character trait that causes a person to willingly accept negativity or kind of take the burden of the responsibility on themselves, even when they shouldn't be um, in situation, is when they're what's called a yes person. A yes person is someone that's always looking to please. You're always saying, yes, it's my fault, or yes, I'll do it, I'll get it, I'll pick it off, I'll drop it off, I'll pay for it, whatever it might be, even in situations where it's not healthy. Now, if you're doing it at a, because it's you're generally, you know, it's being motivated by strength, then that's a great thing. If it's being motivated by fear, then that's a negative thing, right? So for example, what does it mean to be motivated by strength or to be motivated by fear? Motivated by strength means you're such a strong person that you are capable and want to take the responsibility of, on yourself. But a yes person is motivated by fear. A yes person is, well, if I don't do this, if I don't acquiesce, if I don't give in, if I don't push myself the extra mile, then such and such person is not going to like me. They're not going to accept me into the group, into the community, into the social structure. They're going to look down at me. So I'll be kind of overgiving to make sure that there's something in it for them as well. There's something that I'm giving so that they'll kind of like me, right? If that's called coming from fear, and that's why we'll readily take, we'll readily take, you know, comments or responsibility for situations that aren't aren't ours. But why would people stay in abusive relationships? It's because if they kind of stand up for themselves, all right. If if they stand up for themselves, then what happens? Then the other person might not like me, and you don't want that. So you give in and you turn into a yes person above what is considered natural and healthy. Another point that might cause a person to not have strength of character to be able to defend negative thought processes, because that's what we're talking about. That's the overall picture here, is that the person doesn't have the shield to create a barrier for negative thought processes and it's able to go down to the core of, of who they are as we spoke about. I suggest you, if you haven't listened to podcast number one, which discusses a little bit of a tool as that as well. Now, another point is because you're gonna, and you, some of you might be surprised by this, you know, if someone was a goody-goody their whole life, they kind of always did their homework, you know, everything fo- always followed the rules, um, you know, always were, you know, acquiescing and so on and so forth, you know, daddy and mommy are always always happy. There's a muscle that they're missing. And I've been teaching for over 20 years and I've seen, and obviously I'm not advocating getting in trouble and doing things wrong, but I've seen that kids that are used to doing things wrong, they know how to pick themselves up. 
it's kind of like I've been in this situation before and I can get out of it and I can be okay. So I don't have to be accepting of the negativity. Someone who is more or less a good child, you know, kind of does things according to the rules, then when things don't go their way or if there's tension, they don't know how to deal with it. They haven't developed that muscle of picking themselves up. Okay, so those are some reasons why we'll have a tendency to accept negativity, turn them into beliefs, or why we'll take why we'll take responsibility for a situation even though it's not justified, right? Like in a marriage, as we said, in a working relationship with friends, we'll readily believe that it's our fault and not even give, you know, the the chance that I'm really okay and this other person has to fix it or we blow it way out of proportion we might choose to blow it way out of proportion in a you know to an extent where it's destructive because there might be something that you're not doing right in this situation but does it have the right to be blown out of proportion to the extent that you're allowing it that's a question within itself and that's kind of what we're talking about accepting the negativity Okay, so we're going to be quoting Albert Einstein because it, it, you know, it, it fits in so well here and we'll bring it up again. He said the following point. The significant problems we face cannot be solved at the same level of thinking that we were when we created them. If you realize and you feel like this is talking to you or one of the points that I brought up is talking to you, then how do you solve it? Well, I can tell you one thing. Same thought process, same type of thinking is going to create the same result. That's what Albert Einstein is saying. If you want something different, you have to think different as well. So how do we think differently? What do we do to think different? What do we create? So there's a book called, and I highly recommend you reading, reading it, Seven Habits of Highly Effective People, Stephen Covey, and you know you should read the book in its entirety. In it, he discusses proactive versus reactive. What does that mean, proactive versus reactive? We'll translate, we'll give an explanation and why it's important. A proactive person, it recognizes that they're responsible for their own choices. You are responsible for your choices, which is, which is the true empowerment, which is the true strength. Making a mistake or being in a negative situation is the easy part. The strong part is taking responsibility for your choices ultimately and having the freedom to choose based on principles and values rather than moods or conditions. Meaning, no one gets you upset. You allowed yourself to get upset. Okay, that's key. No one got you upset. They made me upset. They didn't make you upset. You allowed yourself to get upset. You take responsibility for your moods and conditions and that's what you're responsible for. So you are able to be proactive about your thought process. Proactive people are their agents of change. Reactive people don't take responsibility for their lives, they constantly feel victimized. It's their fault and this is the cause of it. They're a product of circumstances. Everything around causes it and whether it be past or whether what their past or whether it's other people, they don't see themselves as the as the creative force in their life. So a proactive person will take responsibility for the negative thoughts that are in their mind and that the way they're thinking, stop feeling victimized and 
ultimately be the one responsible for making sure that you're thinking in a healthy way. You're not going to be waiting for external things to kind of drive it. Something that I might suggest is giving yourself the advice that you would give a friend. What would you, what would you tell a friend? Pull yourself out of the situation that you're in right now. What would you tell your friend? You know what you'd probably tell them? Hey, it's not so bad. Or this is being blown out of proportion. Or why are you accepting it just as a given, a given and allowing it to destroy you or something to that extent? That's what you would tell a friend. If that's what you, you would tell a friend, that's what you should be telling yourself as well. That's called being proactive. Not just receiving the circumstance as a given and quote-unquote dr drowning in the negativity. Misiyai Sharim, Pathways of the Just, written by the Ramchal, Rav Moshe Chaim Lutzato, a book that everyone must read, goes into length in chapter 8 and discusses how do you actually affect your internal emotions and thought processes, right? How do you actually do that? I always get that, questions from, I always get that question from students. So what, what do we do? Okay, so I have this thought process. I allow external negativity to affect me in a way that it really shouldn't. It brings me down to a point, kind of almost like a point of no return type of thing. What do I do about it? How do, where's the button that I press? Where do I put in the disc to be able to change? Well, it doesn't work that way. Mr. Sharim says, he says that one of the points you have to understand is that the external influences the internal. A secret towards directing our thoughts in a positive fashion is knowing that your external influences affect your internal. You want to get to your heart, you want to get to your thoughts, you want to get to positivity, you have to make sure that you're doing things that will jumpstart that. One of them is positive, healthy self-talk. Okay, we'll discuss that briefly. The idea behind that, when you start with healthy self-talk, what, what you're actually doing is you're setting a goal for your brain. You're saying, this is where I want to get to. You've, and you have to say it. It's called self-talk, not self-think. You have to say it. You have to say to yourself, right? The Ramban discusses in, 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 at length the significance of actually saying. Actually saying. It's not enough just to think. But you say to yourself, I am a positive person. I am bigger than this situation. I do not have to necessarily accept this as a given. And if that's too much for you because you're not really there and you kind of feel like you're lying and cheating yourself, then break the situation down into pieces and choose one of the points that you can say to yourself and accept. If you can't take the entire thing on because it's just kind of bigger than you, then you, you break it up into pieces and you and you say that and that's your self-talk of the day right questions you'll be asking yourself am I in control of my life do I focus my efforts on things I can do something about rather than things that are beyond my control are you busy thinking about what's not in your control instead of thinking about what is in your control so then if you're busy thinking about what is in your control that's your self-talk I, you take responsibility for your moods rather than blame them on others and circumstances. Is it always the, uh, the circumstance, the past, the situations that's, that is kind of dictating how you feel? Well, it shouldn't be. That should be your self-talk. You're taking responsibility for the way that your mood is, the way that you're thinking. 
Okay, so we discussed numerous points. The, the general topic, as we said, is why we choose to accept negativity or negative discussions or things that might be said to us as a given and in such a deep way. And we come up with a few reasons for that. And at the end, we kind of gave an advice to how do I practically break break out of that mindset? It's a journey, but how do I practically break out of that mindset? This is your host, Chaim Levy, on our podcast, Noise to Music. I look forward to seeing you next week.